I heard some excitement. I like it. We're going to do some quick announcements, and we're going to move into worship. We have our midweek life groups that are going on every Wednesday. Who's been enjoying our midweek life groups every Wednesday? Yes. The women are going to continue to be in the children's church sanctuary, and the men are going to be here in the sanctuary. Make sure that you do not miss those uh, every Wednesday night. And also, for the August events, we have Youth Sunday on the 14th. I believe that is next Sunday. Those are a great time, a great service, a great move of God, decent preaching. And so it's something that you do not want to miss. We are really excited to have you all there to join us with the youth on Youth Sunday next week. We also have Oasis on the 20th. The sign-up sheet is in the foyer for that if you're interested in going to that. We also have our Ladies United Fellowship on the 23rd, and the sign-up sheet is also in the foyer for that as well if you're interested. Our mission pledge is going to be due on the 28th of this month, and also the sacrificial offering, not the final offering, but the sacrificial offering for our Move the Missions fundraiser is also going to be due on the 28th. So if we could stand up, get loose, turn to your neighbor, give him a high five. doing that you let me know that you could raise your hands when you were doing that and so now we know it can happen and it's going to happen but Psalms 100 says make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord he is God it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves or we are his people and the sheep of his pasture Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. The reason we do that, the reason we walk into a service worshiping and praising is because we cannot experience everything of God with the mind still focused on the carnal and of the world. But when we walk in and we begin glorifying the name of the Lord, begin glorifying God, we transform our mind from what was happening to us but what God is going to do for us. So we walk into the service lifting up holy hands, worshiping him and experiencing everything that God has for us. Let's lift up our hands right now. Let's begin glorifying him. Father, I thank you for your spirit. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promise today. And Lord, I pray whatever you want to do in this place, God, that we go with you. I pray whatever you want to say to us, God, that we listen because I love you, Lord. I worship you. I glorify you. In Jesus' name, have your way. There is no fear, cause I believe. There is no doubt, cause I have seen your faithfulness by fortress. Over and over I have a hope Found in your name I have a strength Found in your grace Your faithfulness My fortress 
Do you believe that he's still the same God? Why don't you just raise your hands if you feel comfortable? God, I've read about it in the Old Testament. And we read about it in the New Testament. You're doing miracles, God. I don't want it just to be a book that I read, God. I want it to be a present day thing that we see. Oh, God. Discouraged, even when I'm discouraged, having done all I can do, I still will stand. I won't be distracted, even in the distraction. I will trust the one who's greater than the storm. I will trust the one who's greater than the storm. I don't need another reason. I don't need more convincing. The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. Even in my darkest moments, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. Yes, you are. I won't be shaken, even when I am shaken. Haven't done all I can do, I still I'm not done waiting. I believe. 
The same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. Even in my darkest moments, this will be the truth I'm holding. The same God who made a way is the same God who's One more here time. today. I don't need another reason. I don't need more God, you've already been so good. I don't need more convincing that you're still in control. Even in my darkest moments, this will be the truth. I'm standing on every promise. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me, God.
you have any idea what this is? Do you have yours? Hold it up this morning. You have it with you. Praise God. This is a weapon. You say it's just a book. No, it's not just a book. This is the written word of God. Scripture says it's more powerful than a two-edged sword. The angels bend and bow, looking, trying to figure out what this is all about. Satan can quote it from cover to cover. He don't have a clue what's it about. If you're here this morning baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're on your way to heaven, you can understand every word that's in this book this morning. Praise God. Scripture says it's a two-edged sword that cuts both ways. It cuts the heart of the Christian, cutting out things that doesn't need to be there, carving away different things. On the other cut of it is for the sinner. It touches everything about his life, awakening him to what he is slack in and what he needs to do to come to the throne of grace. As we stand this morning, let's think about the Word of God and what it means to us and what it has done for each and every one of us. Never forget, this is alive. There's more Bibles sold every year than any other book. There's a Bible laying in almost every home. It may have dust on it, but it's alive. It may be in a house where it's got dust on it and they never open it. But let me tell you, it's alive. It's alive in that house. And it continually touches those hearts from time to time. Praise God. If you have a need this morning, come forward. The ministers will anoint you with oil and pray a prayer of faith over you. Praise God. Lord bless you and come forth in prayer. Oh God, you're worthy. God, you know every need. You are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. Oh, you're the God of peace. You're the God of joy. You're the healer. You're our deliverer, God.
it makes sense to want to live for God. It doesn't make sense that God would want to live in us. But thank God that he does. Thank God that he looked at me, that he looked at all of us and said, with all of their flaws, with all of their weaknesses, with everything going on, that is who I want. And today in this place, he is wanting to live inside of you. He's wanting to move in every single need, every single life. And so we're going to pray that he has his total way in this place. Father, I thank you for your spirit in this place this morning. I thank you for your spirit that is moving across this place. And God, I pray that we open up our hearts and our minds, God, to receive you, to receive everything that you are doing. And Lord, I pray that you bless what is given, God. I pray that you bless the giver. You anoint the word in our minds to receive it. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. When he rolls up the sleeves, the angels putting on the red Our God, is it awesome, God? There is not the way this footsteps are lining in his face Our God, is it awesome, God? And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden And it wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood His return is very soon, so you better be believing that our God is it
I'd like for Brother Asher, Brother Richard to come to the front. We uh, thrill at the prospect of students and men that are carefully planning a future. And if y'all would come right down here to the front, I'd like for several of you men to come to the front and put your hands of anointing on these men, transferring spiritual energy and the validity of your own spiritual life. If you will, I'd like for you to pray for these men, every one of us to pray as they go off to college, perhaps this week or next week, but I want to get it done while we're thinking about it. So if you'll pray a prayer of faith that the word of the Lord will stand sure in their heart and mind as they face the contest of wickedness everywhere. Father, we bring the word of the Lord. You said the truth shall make you free. We bring the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, and fire. I pray over these men the covering of the blood, the power of the word, and the glory of the Spirit. I pray that their mind ever be on you, that they are stayed, they are anchored by the word of the Lord when different temptations and trials come their way, that they be a distinct light unto those who are living in darkness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands for these two young men. God bless you as you're seated and so thankful and grateful for people who are so trustworthy, who considered their life a special place, a place to emanate, to share, to experience, and to glorify God, as the Bible said, in your body. And that's why we have disciplines, etc., that we extend to believers is because that as a light, you don't want the carnal to show up and cover the illumination of your victory, your abilities, and the glory of the Lord in your heart and in your mind. So we have sessions such as today, and we have ministry that takes place to keep the dust off and to keep the clouds from overpowering the light. So he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, because that helps keep the shadows of doubt, of fear, inhibition, the lack of ability to perpetuate what we really want to gravitate toward. And so what a thrill it is today to join hearts and heads with each other to provide for ourselves an illumination that during this upcoming week that there will be no doubt about who we serve and how we serve him with all of our heart, soul, mind, 
I appreciate such a wonderful people that care enough to clean or cleanse their mind from all the doubts and the fears, the lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge is a lack of light. And so he's saying, when you know you can perform on the level of the knowledge you obey. So those are critical things. You can put two and three together all day you want to and say it's four, but it's not. Well, thank all of you. It just don't come out right. Two and three is five. Two plus two is four. Two times two is four. But you cannot divide wrong equations with right numbers and find out the real answer. So the answer is line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That's why we grow in grace and in knowledge. A lot of people like to take the word saved and take it from any place in the Bible and just count themselves part of the kingdom because that they have uniquely assigned themselves. But the Bible said, except a man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter that kingdom. You can talk about it. You can get drifts of winds from it. You can get all kind of smells from it. But holiness is providing yourself with unlimited potentials through the Word of God, in which the Spirit of truth is the Holy Ghost. And those are phenomenal statements. If you don't get anything else out of the lesson day, if you wrote all that down, you got it. Or if you recorded it on your phone. I know a lot of you record a lot of this stuff on your phone. And then sometimes people record only the errors I make. It's really interesting to hear from the crowd when you've left the pulpit. I, uh, I thrill at what God is doing. Did we uh, get that? It's about, it's about here. Oh, there it is. Isn't she gorgeous? She had no idea she was going to be imaged up there, but she put a smile on it just as good as it could be. But she works in tandem with all that I live in and go through, and she pours her heart out to this assembly, and I cannot thank her enough. But I want to remind your pastor, and I do daily, of his role in Paris, Texas. I do appreciate the nice home. I appreciate the nice statements. I appreciate you caring about us and our families. But my role is not so much to gain your appreciation, just in the sense of looking real sharp and cool. I know I belong on the magazines and stuff, but just hadn't happened yet. But my role as pastor are eternal images of Christ, and you deserve to know him in spirit and in truth. Truth frees 
not freezes. I see some people at church sometimes look like they're frozen. Don't get those two words mixed up. Freeze. From carnality or flesh control. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Holy Ghost empowers them for employing all spiritual powers to victory. How many of you have ever been an employee? You don't do your own thing so much, do you? You do only what you want to do or what you are asked to do. And the spirits of God are assigned to do through you the work of God in a dark world. Thus he says, ye are the light of the world. Because as you do Christ, they see Christ, the word alive in your voice, in your dress, your actions, etc. And so when, I don't know, I'm so sorry I can't call y'all's name, but would y'all stand up a minute? I want you to watch him hug her. I knew you had it in you because y'all both come in here smiling every Sunday. Thank you. I mean, I had no more got it out of my mouth to them a few weeks ago and said, I'm so glad y'all come. And they said, we're so glad we're here. And, and it was just, I don't know, it was just like I got tied in with y'all that day for sure. And so thank you for helping this whole class today. I guarantee you somebody's going to get a hug this evening that hadn't been getting enough. My role is not to be a good preacher. It's to be a good leader. Hunger. Thirst. To lead us. Not just in a capability to say things. You got a whole world that's crowded around crowds. You got to do it. it I mean, all you got to do is sense and see that crowds gather at football stadiums, baseball stadiums, at horrifying movies, and etc. Crowds gather to that. So it's not the size of the crowd that means so much. It is the size of your light, your love, your glory that is going to affect a desecrated social system. So today, I'm cutting all the way to the end of the book, John, looking back over his past and realizing he was just entering into the refined alley of his future. He said, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Some of his last memories 
was to tell any follower there's something greater beyond this life. And this life is worth dying for. The finale. So there are two extreme and invisible powers that exist in your world. Each of them are fighting for your life. The cross says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Terminate your life of sin here. End your pitifulness and enter your powerfulness. End your weakness and walk in to your strength. That's what the Christ fighting for your life. The enemy says, live for your flesh. Who is he to say, live for yourself? Where is he today? Where will he be forever? What does he want to join him? He was able to do horrifying leadership. He took the advantage of God's superiority in heaven. And he led a third of the angels that were pure out of heaven. Don't think he's not smart. If he can take you out of perfection and lead you to imperfection, what do you think he can do to imperfection that don't know perfection? That's why God sent me to this pulpit. Not to be a crowd leader, but to lead the crowd to the glory of the real leader. And that is the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory that no devil can stop. That no weapon is formed against it that can stop it prospering. I'm telling you the light of the world is the way to live. Satan as a roaring lion creates all kind of attention to himself. He can do phenomenal things. He can get people to leave their altar of prayer to go sacrifice to things that can't count past the grave. He can lead people away from pastoral leadership to listen to people on the TV and uh, all the other uh, abilities to talk to the mind and transform the mind and keep the mind off of the blood, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell somebody today, it's no accident that you are here. God said nobody's going to enter eternity until they have heard the truth, and the truth is the 
only thing that can give us the freedom of walking out of detrimental settings into the glorious liberty of joy and peace and righteousness in the kingdom of God where you can dance freely and uninhibited because he whom the son has set free is free indeed I'm not incarcerated by flesh I wish some of you men would stand up and praise him with your heart for about a half a minute You, I wish somebody put your finger right in your heart area. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free if you receive it. The empty tomb tells the story. It emphasizes bold faces. The truth. He is risen. He led captivity captive. Then he gave gifts to men. And the beginning of that gifting starts with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why you want to be able to say, I received the Holy Ghost. I was born again of the water and the Spirit. I went to Acts, the action of the church. I found out what faith does that works. And faith works with the word. And so marvel not that I say unto you, John 3, born again of the water and the spirit. Critical. It's part of the leadership. But the big deal is this. The final emphasis was found in Luke 24 where suddenly he takes 500 of the thousands that had already heard about his escape from the tomb and he goes out to Bethany and from there 500 people watch that right there I marvel that men that don't even hardly know God can capture that picture without being born again of the water and the Spirit. They can sense it from the Word. How much more, he said, are we who have been born again of the water and the Spirit? How much more should we realize and enjoy and preface every day with the glory? Not my will, but thy will be done on earth through my voice, through my thinking, through my hands, through my feet. Not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is is in heaven I wish somebody would stand and give him glory right now he ascended on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts to men I'll die saying it but I marvel at a world that will make fun of talking in tongues 
and curse their maid out and curse their kids out and curse their parents out and curse their boss out and curse their workers out. What kind of spirit does it take to try to damn your neighbor? And what kind of spirit does it take to elevate your neighbor? I wish we'd pray for Paris and Lamar County, every preacher, everybody. I am praying for every church that looks like it could be the place. Father, I pray that you help us upgrade the spiritual economy of America, starting in Paris, starting in our house, starting in our hearts, a river of living water. Our conversations, our thought patterns dominated by the word and the purity of your spirit. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever had somebody tell you, I love you, and you knew good and well they were lying when they said it? Their actions betrayed their voice. We got ventriloquists all over the world that know how to quote scripture. But when they quote scripture and give you the earthly definition of a sanctified, glorified ambition of God, it is so sad because it can't reproduce God if it's not in faith. No joy without a victory. God has never lost a battle. Frustrations only mean that the enemy recognizes you as a threat. So when the writer said, don't frustrate the grace of God, other people come along and try to give you an earth definition of grace so it don't seem to really amount to that much. Bible says that the grace of God teaches us Is that real hard to understand, Brother Malone? The grace of God teaches us. One of the critical issues is, follow me. And I will make you. How many of you say, I'm going to make you a cake and just run get the box and throw it in a pan and serve it? You had made a cake. And God said, I'm going to put you, I'm going to make you. I'm going to put you in my process. And it starts at Calvary. Humble yourselves, therefore, before God and men. And then God will exalt you. Woo! Because when you humble yourself to the word... And humble yourself to the Spirit. All of a sudden, when you go talk to these young men and they sense that you're not just Jeremy, that you are Jeremy Jesus, because they sense in you the courtesy, the kindness, the love, the joy, the peace, the righteousness of the king and the kingdom. And so when you tell them that love your wives, oh, you don't have one yet. I just got a customer. 
he's buying. He done bought. Thank you. You want to choose. You want to choose who you serve. God or flesh. Because this is not going to end at the graveyard. That's just your transformation doorway. They that die in the faith will hear the trump of God. But they that die in sin will not hear the trump of God. They will just come out as they were. That's why I tell you, go study Luke 16. There's life in hell after you get through here. But you may not want that life. Because the way it looks to me, life after death without Jesus, I don't want it. I'd do about anything to keep my marriage. That lady has taken extremely good care of me. She has provided for our home what I could not provide for our home. She has provided for me what I could not provide for myself. She has been a wonderful person in my life and in our community. And she, she's a pretty good grandma. I've never been her grandkids, so I don't know totally, but by the smiles on their face, she must be a pretty good. God stilled the storm. He didn't get rid of it. He just tempered it. That's why temperance in your life, one of the fruit of the Spirit, is critical. I know I'm going to be preaching more now. Temperance is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. How can you have the fruit without the tree? He is the tree of life. He is the head. He is the head. He is the head. He is the fullness of the Almighty God. And that's why we ought to be reading our Bibles and performing. Don't try to eat the whole steak in one bite. Cut it up into a daily practice. Give us our day, our daily bread. Give me a little here and a little there. And it won't be long I'll be standing on the top of the mountain. I'm putting under my feet all the demons and all the weird spirits and all the weird happenings of an American society that has lost its creative energy. Now we're trying to create it all out of the mind of man that is sinful. It's too dark out there to come up with the light unless you find the light, and He is the light of the world. The Lord who is rich in mercy... Now, if either one of you has ever, y'all close your eyes for a minute, if you will. If either one has ever lied to your mother. (laughs) 
you. <laughs> you ever lied to anybody else? You do understand that all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Now, I want you to look out there. All them have lied too, so don't feel worse. When they said, I did my best, and they didn't have God, they didn't do their best yet. You can't do your best without light. You can't do your best without love. You can't do your best without the giftings of the Holy Ghost. That's why we're some of us are still in extreme trouble. But I'm telling you, God's going to have a voice. God's going to have a church. God's going to have a light. God's going to have a glory. And I believe Parish United Pentecostal Church is going to rise to the occasion and say we choose holy we choose righteous we choose glory we choose victory if y'all believe what i'm teaching would y'all take about a half a lap and just do the first two rows and smile at people on either side of you as you go by i believe in these guys that's right we're here to practice Sunday. But tomorrow when you get up, run the race. That is set before you. Look neither to the right, neither to the left. They're watching. Don't worry. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I dance because he's looking. I dance because he likes it. time to rest your race is over come unto me and I will give you rest forever does anybody want to praise him right now for how far he's already led us does anybody want to thank him already thank you for doing this much we're going to surrender the rest of our days we're going to surrender the rest of our mind we're going to surrender the rest of our heart we're going to surrender the rest of our life the who won in the second round at ground level Calvary will doubtless Somebody say, doubtless, doubtless, win again with you. The first Adam failed out. He went with his bride. The Bible said he wasn't deceived. But he loved what his gift was and didn't understand the rest of the future. And so he walked out of his future to stay with his bride. God has hidden nothing. He don't hide any of it. He shares the idea of hell. He could just wait and surprise you and later laugh at you and say, I tried to tell you. He could have just given us half of the book. But he showed us that whole Old Testament. Fight, fight, fight. 
fight, fight, fight. Obey, obey, obey. But he said, finding fault with that, he decided to have it the way he planned it originally in the garden. The Spirit would lead and guide you. So why would anybody not want to turn from the filthiness of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the lust of the, uh, the pride of life and not turn from that which would drag on you, that which would impede your ability to think in levels of deity or God, that inability to walk in the Spirit, to live at night or dead, or night or day, and live with that scripture, whether I live or whether I die, I am His. So it's no problem to die when you got the Holy Ghost working in your life because death is not forever. So many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. How many of you know where that deliverance starts? Starts in your heart. I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able. Knowing that you're going to be okay can take care of the pain of several days. Exercising yourself unto godliness. Uh, did you ever have a problem? And have to go to the doctor and get surgery done. Come here and sort of show us, show us how you had to walk in those initial days after you had the surgery and they put that up. You can't run much of a race till you get healed. What you do, you exercise yourself unto godliness so you can dance again. Isn't that amazing? The wonderful helps that God has loosed. Study that word helps in the church. Study that word helps in the church. God has put you a gift called the Holy Ghost, but you're beyond that now. You are a help. You are a light. You are a written epistle known, read and known of all men. People know what Pentecost is about when they see your excitement. When they see death, they know what it can't be. Please liven up. I wish somebody would just laugh at the devil right now. You're not getting in my house. You're not getting in my head. I'm going to let my pastor and the Lord of hosts have the way into my head, my heart, my feet, my hands, my actions. I want the light of the world in every member of my body. The enemy comes in with a flood of emotions, scare tactics. Did y'all feel anything? If a red face means anything, it does. 
So guess what he does to your marriage? Boo! Tries to scare you with your kids maybe getting a little out of hand. Tries to scare you when things don't go right. Boo! I'm here to tell you that the light and the voice of God Almighty hide all of that mess and gives you a perfect law of liberty to understand I'm anchored to the rock of ages and there's no weapon formed against him that can prosper. I'm anchored in the book. I'm anchored to the Spirit. Not about talking in tongues. That is just a sign to you that you gave your whole life to Him. Much of our economy is built around battles and competition. Have you ever noticed? Happens for some strong reasons. And we watch the competition of flesh as it has changed Washington from in God we trust to now we trust the vote. And now we trust in money. And the book says they that trust in riches shall come to poverty. The nation that forgets their God Have we forgotten where we are and who we are and what's really going on around us? So we must pray. I'm not talking about a little busy. I can't really get my spirit in it, but get in that altar of your prayer chamber and plead the blood of Jesus over our president. I don't care if you didn't vote for him, pray for him. I don't care if you don't like him, pray for him. God can do something with a with a Potiphar. God can do something with kings in the Old Testament. And God can do something with the United States of America. Oh God, I pray for angels. I pray for the glory of your word to triumph over the mind of men. I pray God that you create a church in America that is strong and powerful not afraid to face political issues and demons and weird but they rejoice in their God and they won't be quiet I refuse to let the harlots have the floor I refuse to let the whoremongers have the floor. I refuse that. I'm going to raise my voice on every front line, in the restaurant, on the job, at the service. I'm going to raise my voice. You men that claim to be men, get a backbone. Stand up for Jesus. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up. But do it in love. When you try to get somebody to walk with God, they're not just going to leave unless you can interpret God. Let me tell you what I found. It helps your wife love you better. 
Now you're more willing. Because be thou an example starts with the head. It's not beater into subjection. That didn't work, did it? It's lead her into subjection. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said. He didn't make me be a jailbird. He allowed me to be a jailbird. Because he said, I will be with you whithersoever thou goest. I will be in the midst of you. You won't lose your peace. You won't lose your joy. Just follow me. I went to prison in the strictest sense. I let them nail me to a cross. I let them put me in a tomb because I know that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I'm going to promote that realization in your life and you're going to find out that you're going to walk into a light that is greater than any human knowledge you've ever found in this earth. And that is the Word of God that is a light, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway the lamp shows you where to walk today and the light shows you where you can go and the closer you get the bigger it gets and the closer you get the brighter it gets and the closer you get the more the victory comes along I thank you sir I'm here preaching and teaching both today that God is on your side he's waiting and beckoning crowd somebody say the crowd stood in awe I had to try to put myself in that place and it's real I didn't realize still this quite this sensitive I stood in awe as the last drop of blood fell from his body Richard I tend to think it may have been for you Never seen a young man that that came in so ready to do whatever he had to do to be whatever he had to be. He came in dancing before he even got the Holy Ghost. Or maybe you got it before you got here. Did you get it before you get here? Yeah. I don't think she'd fall for a fake. And I've enjoyed watching you perpetuate your relationship with life. God gave every one of us a kickstart with life. You could have been a monkey. Worse still, you could have been a worm. You know, that's in the book. Where the worm dieth not. Hello, what's your name, worm? Worm one, one five. 
the tempter and the Savior have met and do meet in every generation. The Bible makes it very clear that every generation has had a chance and a choice, an opportunity to do, to be, and to become. Even in the law, if you would obey the law, there was red, red seas that opened. There were rocks that vented water. Miracles didn't start in the New Testament. But the gift of the Holy Ghost moved over into your personal life so that two in the bed, one taken, the other left, shows how wonderful the Word can work and the Spirit can work even in a setting where you are in a setting that doesn't look the best, you can still be the best. Titus 2 and 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Somebody say that bringeth salvation. Hath appeared unto all men. Tell me how hard that is to understand what grace is when it follows up pursuant to the statement about grace. What does that next line say? Does it say anything about teaching us? The grace of God, which is unmerited favor, that is that he would try to take a Robert Meyer who was timid and afraid and scared to sleep in a a dark room by himself when I was a child. I was afraid. I was timid. I was so bashful that my dad was embarrassed that I wasn't a girl. Mother wanted a girl as the second child, and I happened to be a boy. I am trying to tell you that grace is a teacher. You don't have to go to college. All you've got to do is read your book. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh. Jesus taught us through His life and His posture with hell that all things are possible to them that believe and let the grace of God teach you how to fight, how to maintain the integrity of the holiness, how to maintain the glory of the oneness of God, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I want to stop here because I I see that time is running out for some of you. When people go to shaking their watch, it just makes me nervous. It's all right to look because you, you get to thinking it's later than it is, you know. You are such a phenomenal crowd. The Messiah came in flesh to let you see his temptations. Because there is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. 
And with every temptation, he said, I will be a door. I will make a way where there seems to be no way. And so when you're tempted, you look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. I don't know about you, but I think the day they came to me with whips, the day they came to me making fun, I would have been extremely tempted to go join a church that didn't have holiness and righteousness and peace and joy like he has promised. I do. But when I understand what he meant, that you've got to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, because your flesh is so demanding that you have what your neighbor has, that you have as much as your neighbor has, that you are applauded as much as the greatest competitor, that you are noticed. And he walked lonely. I don't know if you would have followed me if I wouldn't have had such a wonderful crowd of people. So follow me only. And I'm challenging both of you. Only as I preach that. I don't expect you to be here if you don't love it. And I don't expect you to be here if I don't live it. Because I am going to preach. Do you understand where true gratification comes from? You can't be gratified by a thousand people giving you a thousand dollars. You can be excited. Try it someday. That's not true gratification. Gratification comes when you know that you have aligned yourself with winning. Nothing, nothing can stop the Christ. Nothing. He was gratified. He was complete. Somebody say complete. That's what gratification is. He came to complete the real ploy. Our life of mankind. Don't you give up. You're going to be tried in every point such as he. And yet without sin. Do you understand what sin is? Sin is just where. Sin. Thank you. Sin. Is not just. Things that people say. Sin is separation from the leadership. I write unto you, John said, that you never let anything separate you from the head of the church, which is Christ. I write unto you that you never sin. But if you do, there's a wonderful union. That's wonderful. 
I don't want to sin against Him. It's one thing to sin against my flesh. That's when you eat the wrong stuff and have deprivation in your physical anatomy. That's when you do the wrong thing and you have results. You spent too much money. That's sin against your flesh. But the sin against God is where you separate yourself from forgiveness, from mercy, from glory, from power, from strength, from a strong mind, from a strong victory. I'm here to tell you, you don't want to sin against the Holy Ghost you want to make sure that you keep that Holy Spirit alive and you got to have it to keep it alive sin against your flesh is when you tell your wife you'll go get bread and you come home with mayonnaise Somebody just, if I'm doing any good for you, be all right. Okay, Pastor. Thank all seven of you. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us. We're going to have to come back to this. I'm just going to take you to the end so you'll know the end from the beginning. You could tell I was planning on our next lesson later. I don't know. I didn't know if I recorded the whole book. (laughs) Tired myself. I know y'all got to be. Could we stand? In obeisance to him. Would you praise him with a loud voice? That's what he asked for. Thank you for being there. But I thank you more for being here. Thank you for being available. Trouble is with us always, and so I'm so glad you're available 24-7. If there's anybody here today that's never had the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. All of us had to come from somewhere. But if you've never had the Holy Ghost, I want you to come first. I want you to have a privilege at this altar. Here's what the Bible says about the Holy Ghost. Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. For the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father, the Creator of life. The one that gave you your first breath and the one that will give you your last breath. When you're receiving the Holy Ghost, you're born of the Spirit. That's different than obeying a truth and having it come true. The Spirit of Christ leads and guides you to different truths 
that create the 206 links of calcium in your body called doctrine or strengths. And what the Spirit does, it brings this truth to this one and this one, and it gives you ability to literally lift up a weight. Your brother, your sister, your family that's unborn, your, your world that's in need. It gives you the unique ability to hold up one another in prayer and in fasting. And that's what the church is all about until the trump of God sounds. And you want to be the church when that happens. I tell you, it is an opportunity of a lifetime. This altar's open to those. It may have gotten cool. The Bible said you're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. This would be a good Sunday to do it. Renew. Don't you be embarrassed. There's not one of us. Your pastors had to go get a renewing regularly. Most of the time it hadn't just been in front of you. But it never hurts. And those of you that have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, the water's warm. Those of you that have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit is right. Sing it, would you? Travailers, go ahead and travail.
song, would you pray and ask God to make you an example to your neighbors, to your workers. Sing it if you would. Make me an example of you in our city. That's it. As they sing this
Down before. 